Hi, everybody. Welcome. Nice to see you. It's Friday. I hope you're having a beautiful Friday. I'm Trish Carr from Women's Prosperity Network, and you are here for Be Real, Get Real, the podcast where we actually get to know people. You know, we are a business community of amazing women who come together to be the best that we can be so that with our products, our services, and our projects, we make a massive positive difference in the world. That's what it's about. So if you are someone who wants to make a massive positive difference or are already doing so, you are totally in the right place. My guest today, you are going to be so excited to meet this woman. She's so much fun. And the whole purpose of this broadcast is because people do business with people. We don't do business with companies, right? There's a person on the other end of that line. There's a person who's putting together your product. There's a person who's delivering your service. And within our community of Women's Prosperity Network, and you could, of course, check us out at womensprosperitynetwork.com or go to the Facebook group. And in this community, it's about us getting to know each other, getting to, to the level of trust so that referrals, connections, partnerships, affiliates, all of that great stuff happens. And my guest today is someone that I've known for quite a while, and I'm so excited that she could be here with us today. Dr. Sony Jackson works with entrepreneurs with a big vision. So I know she's talking to the right people today. She is, uh, her, jo her job, what she does is she works with entrepreneurs with a big vision, giving them support so they get momentum, so they monetize their message, so they have the greatest impact they can possibly have. And she even has a blueprint for building your empire. And it is my pleasure to, uh, to go ahead and bring her on with me. Dr. Sony Jackson, can you hear the roars from the crowd? Yay! Yay! Thank so you so much, Trish. Oh my you gosh. Know, I have to say, I really appreciate you inviting me on and the Women's Prosperity Network. The, the three of you and the whole community that you attract are like a big hug to me. Every time I dip in, I just feel the love. I see the changes you guys are making in the world. And I just love that. And something that I refer to almost every day is it's just a conversation. It is. If you want to know more about that, go look up Trish Carr on Amazon. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, that's the title of my book is It's Just a Conversation because everything is just a conversation. And I'm excited to have this conversation with you. And I think our friends on Facebook as well. Or I got people saying, I'm looking forward to this. I have someone who just wrote on Facebook, yay, sensational Sony. <laughs> so happy you're here. So talk to me about not being a natural entrepreneur. I know that you say that, yet you seem to be a natural entrepreneur. Ah, acting, right? <laughs> yeah, you're very good at that. Sony is also an, is also in the theater, so mm -hmm. she's very good at putting out whatever she needs to put out, and she's really good at showing you how to do the same thing, which is why she's so in demand. So tell me more about not being a natural entrepreneur. So I grew up. My dad was military. My mom was a housewife who was also an elementary school educator. So I was brought up with the idea that you 
go to school and then get a job and you work for other people. And that's how I started out. I went to college. I worked for other people. I taught at a college. I, you know, all of these things working for other people. And then I met this guy and I was really on this path, like to be a college president. I was hitting it. I was, had my target and I was going for it all following all the rules. And then I met this guy, Dean Jackson, and he had never had a job in his life. How, how do you do that? I don't know. I, it's, it was out of my realm of possibilities when I was younger as well. Exactly. And then, so he was a natural born entrepreneur. He really always had something going. He always had money. He was always able to get people to pay him to do things, but he never had to do it under somebody else's strictures. Mm -hmm. And so I always kind of fell into the Okay, so this is what you do. You follow the rules. Like my brother's an engineer. Well, I have a brother who's an artist. He doesn't follow any rules. <laughs> but I kind of learned. Wait, that's so funny. Your one brother is an engineer. The other one's an artist. And then there's you, which seems to be a mix of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is by virtue of, I'd say, my parents. My father is extremely left brain. Yes, he was a colonel in the army, but his he was in finance. So he, he has a CPA and all of that. So he's very left brain. If you look up left brain, there's my dad. If you look up right brain, you find my mom. <laughs> wow, that's great. She is all art and joy and music and all of those things that you associate with creativity. Now, my dad's really creative, but in kind of that very analytical way. Yeah. So I discovered very early on that they would be saying the same things to each other, but not understanding one another. And mm -hmm. I'm a translator. So I understood both mom and dad. And that's kind of where I started observing whenever there was a conflict, it was always about communication mm. and not understanding and not coming from a place of trying to understand the other. And that's kind of where I got my idea about this relationship. And 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 you at WPN is are really amazing at relationship marketing, marketing if you put it that way. Right, it is. It's marketing. You know, even this podcast, get real, be real. About relationships. Exactly, and that's what I love because I was also brought up to believe that everybody in the world is connected. You know, if you mm -hmm. go back to Adam and Eve, we started from two. So we've got to be all be related some way and being a military brat moved all over the world. My parents instilled in me this idea that you can learn from everybody. You can relate to everybody if you just understand where they're coming from and learn about them. And so that's kind of what my whole shtick is, <laughs> really, is that I, I want to know you and I want to know more about you. That's a, you know, what you just said, that if you just take the time to have a conversation with people and you can understand where they're coming from, you can be friends with anybody. And as you say that, I'm thinking, boy, we need that kind of thinking in our country right now, around the world right now. You know, we're experiencing schisms yes. in terms of relationships. You know, it, it reminds me of when I used to uh, read Civil War stuff. It would say, you know, one brother was north, one brother was south. And we're, I feel we're experiencing that now. So would you say that being someone who was brought up traveling to different countries made an impact on that way of thinking? I would think, right? Absolutely. 
there's, um, I mean, I guess there is right and wrong, but if you get curious about where somebody's coming from and why they do what they do, it will make you a lot more understanding rather than just say it's black and white. I'm right. You're wrong. Well, try and figure out why somebody else is behaving in the way they do. Maybe they grew up in a war torn country. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of fear in their life. Yeah. You know, there's a lack of trust. And so if you come in and try and do something to them, well, they're going to be really hesitant to jump on board. Right. So if you kind of figure out where, where they're coming from, it's much easier to come. I look for the commonalities, you know, and say, yeah. oh, well, you have parents or you may not have parents. But, you know, let's look for what has happened similarly in life. Like we can all go, oh, hey, I've got one of these things, right. <laughs> you know, or like I have a niece who docks like this. Whereas when we talk, you know, our generation says like this for the phone, right? Right. Instead of like this. Yeah. So, you know, just funny things like that. Those are true words of wisdom. If you just listen to people and understand where they're coming from, you may not agree with what they think. And you can certainly understand that that's their point of view, accept their point of view and move on from that. You no, know, that's I, it. I, I, just the way you rephrased that was so brilliant in that it reminds me of the last three years of my marriage, my mother-in-law had Alzheimer's and she lived with us. Now, my husband was an only child. <laughs> oh, and gosh. I'm sure I can't imagine that that was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. She didn't really like me usurping her position. <laughs> oh, I'm sure not. And plus, she had the added, you know, yeah. dealing with the Alzheimer's. So, but yeah, a challenging time for all three of you, for sure. Absolutely. But what I really learned from that experience, and this is one thing you'll learn from me, is that, um, that well, when Stephanie called me to ask, you know, what are the big obstacles you've overcome? I'm like, I don't really have any. I have a really good life. And she's like, what? <laughs> it's that I don't really view them as obstacles. I view them right. as learning opportunities. And so mm -hmm. what I learned from Noreen, my mother-in-law, is that I don't have to be right. I have to be kind. Oh, Wow. If she oh. was not in a position to hurt herself, you know what? What does it matter that the sky is blue or the sky is green? It doesn't. When it comes down to it, how did she feel? How did, you know, how, how was her environment? How, how did we make her feel in the last three years of her life? Did she feel loved? Yes, absolutely. Beyond a shadow of doubt. I know she felt loved. She felt secure. So these are the things that are really important to me in making sure like my little impact on the world one person at a time is making sure that you feel heard when I'm with you, that I am paying attention to you. And even if we don't agree, I will respect that and say, well, respectably, we're going to have to disagree on this. And if you're okay right. with that, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And that's the truth. Some people believe what they believe and they have good reasons. So let's be kind about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love what you said that you don't have to be right. What you want to be is kind. And as you said that, the little thing in my brain is going, what do you mean you don't have to be right? What happens when you are right? How do you give that up when you're right and they're not? I mean, even in the moment of 
you know, blue doesn't go with those shorts, red does, right? How, how did, did you get to that space simply from being with your mother-in-law? Like, were you able to be that way in those moments? Or was it a journey that you, you were able to finally get to the, and it's what a relief to not yeah. have to be right. Definitely. Um, it was definitely a journey because, you know, growing up in academics, you're right or you're wrong. You know, you right. the you score, the better off you are. The more right you are, the better you succeed, right? Yes. But life teaches you differently. And, you know, maybe if I were 30, the chances would be different. But now in my 50-somethings, it's, it, it is true. I'm realizing relationship is so much more important. And if I had stuck to you're wrong, then I wouldn't have had that relationship. And, and in many relationships that I have, I think people find it easy to talk to me because I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Hmm, let's explore that a little bit more, you know, so that I can understand where you're coming from. I may not ever agree with you, but I really want to understand why you believe that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Giving up being right. Okay. So listen and understand people and accept that that's where they are. But when you listen, you understand where they're coming from. Secondly, give up being right. You don't have to be right. You just want to be kind. What, I mean, like you could change the world with those simple things that you're talking about right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really, and it all comes out of challenges. And the fact that you look at challenges as learning opportunities. So that's another thing. Do you do that in the moment or do you go, oh, that was terrible. What did I learn from that? Like, are you there in the moment now? Are you at the point where you're zen enough that you can deal in the moment thinking that way? I'd like to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody would agree. <laughs> Why did that guy cut me off in traffic? Uh -huh. Maybe not. <laughs> but I get to get it out. And then I'm like, then I start laughing. If I go into an emotional hijacking, that's what I call it, place, I go, wait a minute. It's almost like when I have a trigger of cortisol in my body, you know, when you feel hot and like, ah it almost triggers something in my mind going, okay, what are you supposed to learn here? Mm, wow. That's so, great. Like, how do you make this funny? And I actually do, I'm going to have attribute this back to Noreen. I had to deal with myself because at that time I worked, we had an office, we owned our own business, but we had an office outside of the home. So by the time I, there will always be interesting things that happened in the morning before I left for work with my mother-in-law. And so I had to deal with myself. It was about a seven minute drive. By the time I got to the office, it had to have been turned into a funny story. So I gave myself a timeline to really have a bad time. <laughs> I could immerse myself and wallow, but it had to be shifted and transformed into something else by the time I got to the office so that I could release my angst through humor with um, my employees and my husband. <laughs> so you're wow, that's you're you know you're my hero or my shiro as they say. But let me ask you a question that's really on my mind. When I heard that you were an army, your dad was in the army. Yeah. So where was the most interesting, fun, whatever place you ever lived? wherever we were <laughs> oh you're so awesome what a great perfect answer <laughs> having said that because i have three siblings so we my parents 
you know, didn't have a lot of money. And so wherever we went, army bases are historic in nature. So we would learn the history of that area. We lived just outside the moat at Fort Monroe, Virginia, which is where Jefferson Davis was held after the war. Oh, pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Well, we lived in uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. It was right outside the hills and everything where, you know, close to Gettysburg. Nice. Um, but the super exotic one is Korea. We did live mm -hmm. for two years in Korea. It was my seventh and eighth grade year. And instead of PE, which I hated, look at me, I'm not a PE girl. I got to take Taekwondo. So, <laughs> so much more fun, I gotta tell you. <laughs> and at that time, Korea was an incredibly safe place to live, especially live on an army base. But, you know, uh, Seoul at the time was about 6 million people. I could go anywhere on the subway by myself at 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Who does that? Would you let your kid do that in New York City? Probably not. Not now. Not now. <laughs> Well, maybe back then you would have. <laughs> no, I don't think you would have. Yeah, no, mm -mm, definitely not. Well, that's great. That's so cool you got to live in Korea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always, uh, and, and all that being with different people, I mean, all of that got you where you are today. I so. And I just got a message on Facebook from Deb Nye, and she says, oh, Sony Jackson is great at everything she does. She is loving and strong and creative and a structured, amazing, has structured, amazing business sense. She has an eclectic and wide range of knowledge and experience to help literally any business. What a nice testimonial. She, I mean, that's what you want people to say about you. Oh, Sony's on Facebook. Let me tell everybody how fabulous she is. That is, and Deb, I just love her. I have known her maybe 20 years. She came in through my real estate marketing and now she's light worker and real estate. I know. And she is just an amazing, I know she's part of the community now. She is, and yes. She is, she's made this transition into something wonderful and beautiful and sharing her gifts and her light with the world. Yeah. Just warms my heart. So. Yeah, I love her too, but I had to tell you that because that was really cool. Well, since you are great at everything you do and you're, you have amazing business sense, I know that there's something that you wanted to give as a gift to the people who are with us today. So yeah. tell me about that. Um, it's called the six pillars to creating your entrepreneurial empire. That's a mouthful. So what it is, is basically six points that you need to consider. And I use the letters E-M-P-I-R-E because my speaking coach taught me to do this <laughs> so you can remember oh, it. That's Trish Carr. Yeah, that's <laughs> such an easy... Five minutes or 90 minutes on empire. Right, <laughs> and it's easy for you to remember and it, the, the audience remembers, which is even better. Yeah, so can I share with you what empire stands for? Yes, please, I'd love to hear about it. Envision, you have to know where you're going to get there, right? Um, M is mastermind the method. So how are you going to get there? Then prioritize your platform. PI is implement. Yay. I love to implement. R is review your results. And E is evolve. Pretty simple. And um, in my little handout, it tells you why each of those things are important. And in the next few weeks, we will have a 90-day workbook to go through and so on and so forth. So I'm modeling what I teach. 
Yeah, no, I love that. I love the EMPIRE acronym. That's a great way to remember it. So if you, um, you can have this for free, just go to drsonyjackson.com and you can get your own copy of it and build your empire the way you want to build it, especially with the little nuggets we've gotten from Dr. Sony today. Pretty exciting. Giving up being right. Loving wherever it is you are and knowing that that's the best place for you to be. Yes. Yes. And remembering that we all come from our own experience. And when someone has an opinion that's different than you, even if red doesn't go with those pants, but blue does, understand and listen to where are they coming from? Because we can always maybe not see eye to eye, but we can always see heart to heart. So thank you so much, Dr. Sony Jackson. I love you. I'm so happy that we had this time together. I hope that you all got some golden nuggets. I did. I might even mention to my husband this conversation about giving up being right so I can hear (laughs) he's going to laugh. (laughs) I might mention it to him, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) Sony, thank you so much. Is there any last words you want to leave with our audience before we go? I think, um, you know, just to touch back on the natural entrepreneur or not, I came from a bureaucratic background and yet I've made this transition. And I think that anybody, most of the people in the network I know have had a career and they're struggling with how to get to the next step. And by being part of this community, the WPN community, I think you are in exactly the right place to learn how to, how to make that transition. And you have a bunch of cheerleaders. Thank you so much. That was so generous of you. I appreciate you. Make sure you go to drsonyjackson.com and find out how to build your empire. And we'll see you again. Sony, thank you again for being here. Appreciate you so much. And we will see all of you again next week with another episode of Be Real, Get Real. Have a great day, everybody.